and welcome to Zombie Kitty Podcast. Uh, today's episode is on Unfriended. Whoops, I just set the automatic doors off. This episode is going to be on Unfriended Dark Web. This is the second Unfriended film. Um, I'm not going to do an introduction because I forgot to record one. Um, so I am going to say this. I'm going to talk about a couple of spoilers because there are some things I want to talk about, especially with the ending. Um... So, the first Unfriended film, I was quite surprised at how much I enjoyed it. It's a f- horror film by Blumhouse, and it's basically, you're looking through everything via someone's laptop, like their MacBook, and that's literally how the film is, um, and it's done through like Skype calls and stuff like that. And the first one, when it came out, I think it came out during like my uni deadline time, so I never got a chance to see it in cinema. And actually, that turned out to be a good thing, because I have a MacBook, so I ended up watching it on my MacBook laptop. And it looked like, especially when I went to put it on full screen, it looked like actually what was happening in the film was actually going on on my laptop. So it was actually a pretty interesting experience. Um, and I, I was kind of nervous to see this one in cinema because I didn't know if it was going to have... It was obviously going to be a different experience. Um, this is a really tense film. <laughs> and actually, I think I preferred this one... Be- I preferred this one a lot more than the first Unfriended film. But it is a lot slower. Like, it takes a while to kind of get into things because the storyline's different. With the first one, it was like this girl committed suicide after being bullied and then it was like her ghost was coming back. This one is to do with, like, hacking and, you know, the dark web and, like, all that kind of thing. I need to kind of go into what this is before actually saying stuff. So it's set on Matt's laptop and he basically tells his friends via Skype call that, oh, I bought a new laptop and blah, blah, blah. And he keeps getting messages on this, on the previous users, like Facebook page and stuff like that. And then you find out that actually he stole it because he found it in, the, in a cafe and just decided to take it because no one else, it looks as if no one else had claimed it. It does actually belong to someone and it belongs to, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but all the, the members of this group were called, was it Cheron? Cheron? And they basically, it looked like they do like snuff videos and like do like custom videos to like sell and stuff. Um, some really dark shit. But <laughs> one of them finds out that Matt basically stole his laptop and was like, okay, basically you're all going to die. We're going to go up against you and blah, blah, blah. And it, it turns out, Okay, so yeah, I've done spoiler warning, so yeah, spoilers, because I'm going to go straight into it. It turns out that actually the guy planted his laptop there for someone else to find. So then it would look like that new new person was the one doing all these videos, was the one transmitting, you know, filming all these snuff videos, then doing all this other stuff. And then they end up all dying anyway, because the, the rest of the group kill them all. I really enjoyed this, but yeah, this is probably one of the most tensest films that I've ever seen. Like, Jesus. The amount of times I was just like, <gasps> like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Um, but it was really, really good. And I love the way that it's filmed. This and the first film. I think it's so interesting. And I would love to... I, I'm kind of disappointed because the Blu-ray for the first film never had like a making of feature. 
I really want the second one to have that because I would be really interested to know like how they did this like how they filmed this and stuff like that I think that'd be really really cool um, and it's it's different it's a different kind of way of filmmaking the way that these people the Choron members appear is so weird like they sort of glitch into existence and then sort of like they got like the glitchy sounds with them and you can't really see them they just appear as like green and red and blue sort of lines and stuff um i have been watching way too many jacksepticeye videos because the first thing i thought of was antiseptikeye i was just like oh my god i'm being reminded of something that i've seen quite a few times already for people who don't know that that's gonna be really a really weird thing to bring up although the amount of fan art i've been sharing on twitter <laughs> by this point um but yeah, it reminded me of that so much. I was just like, I, I've i seen this before. Like, also, in realistic terms, how are you doing that? <laughs> like, how does that work? I spent most of the film just going, I don't understand how you suddenly glitched into existence. Like, when um, Nori, who's one of the, the female characters, like, she gets pushed in front of a train. But the security camera switches on so they can see it via Skype call. And this guy just appears, like, out of thin air. And just, you see him as static, and that's it. And then he just disappears once he pushes her off the platform. And I was just like, in a realistic term, how are you doing this? Like, I, like, they, that's, that's when it crossed the line to magic. <laughs> like, you guys are wizards. Thankfully, not that many jump scares. And it's not actually that, it's not gory, to be honest. Compared to the first film, where a guy put his hand in a blender... Like, the first film was a lot more gorier than this one. This one was more tense. Um, it was more of a mystery as well. Like, you were trying to figure out what was going on along with the characters as the film was going along. And I think that's probably why I preferred this one. And, like, the idea of hacking and stuff like that kind of interests me. I think it's terrifying, but it interests me. The other thing as well is that near the end, pretty much all the characters die and it's just Matt left. Oh no, one of, there's one of the other characters left as well. And this other guy goes, like, he manages to talk to one of the Charon members and says, like, you know, I've got your coordinates. I've, I've got the coordinates of all the other victims that you've taken. You know, you're done for. I, I've been recording every single, you know, all of this so as evidence. So the, uh, the, when I go to the police, they'll know. And you can see on Matt's computer, like, the, one of the Charon members goes over to Photoshop and picks out one of the videos had a um, it was of um, a, a camera in this girl's bedroom and this guy was climbing through the window into her room and he slightly um, this guy turns to the camera and pulls his hood up slightly and you can't and you don't figure out why for quite a while and then uh, this guy goes to Photoshop picks out a picture of Matt and basically Photoshop's Matt's face onto this other guy's face so it would look as if you know Matt was the one doing it and actually it's an interesting thing to bring up because it got to that point and I was just like we're not safe <laughs> we think we're safe on Facebook and on the internet and all this lot but things can be manipulated so easily now because of easily accessible software and equipment and editing equipment like you can have your identity taken or 
you know, you can have someone framed so easily now. It's so much easier to do all that kind of stuff, unfortunately. I can't remember the first film tapped into this. I think it did a little bit, but not as much as this one, because this one's probably a bit more relevant to that. And it did get to that point, I was just like, it's actually really easy to do that. Like, oh my God. Because it also taps into your fears of, like, social media and the internet of today. I'm going off on one, I'm sorry. But it was just something I... I started thinking. This one doesn't have much music apart from the music that Matt plays on Spotify at the beginning. And that's kind of it. But that actually makes it scarier. Um, I think it was an Eli Roth quote that he said, horror films are good when you... Or they're scarier when you have to cover your ears and not your eyes. This is the exception. I'm sorry, Eli Roth. Sometimes that works, but most of the time I find it scarier when it suddenly goes silent. I find it a lot scarier when there's no music and there's not much sound because at the same time I guess you're waiting for a jump scare but the amount of times I was like there's going to be one but it also makes sense for the film to not have any music which it gets to the end and suddenly there's music like score um, like an orchestra score and it doesn't make sense and doesn't work I don't think the first film had that I don't think the first one had any music at all actually but it doesn't work <laughs> when it gets to the end because it just feels so out of place um, okay let's talk about the ending because I really I don't really get it <laughs> I don't really understand it the whole reason that the group of friends are on Skype is because it's their game night so they're going to play Cards Against Humanity and this is kind of something that's repeated throughout the film. And then it gets to the end. Matt dies. He gets um, run over by one of the Chiron members. And then it goes back to all of them. And all of the Chiron members were actually... There was multiple ones of them going to different places. And Matt, it was supposed to be like, oh, there's only one of them moving around so quickly. But actually there's multiple people. And that's how they can hear everything and see everything that Matt is doing. Um, so it gets to the ending, you find this out. And then it starts zooming out from the laptop and you find out that someone else is watching, uh, watching the laptop and watching a whole a load of other screens and then you find out it's a live broadcast uh, and it says game night. I don't really understand what was going on there. Was it supposed to be like like an extra like snuff film or torture film to sell or was it like a live stream one I, I'm i guessing so like a live stream for entertainment purposes this sounds really morbid but it, it's supposed to be because you're still going into like the ideas of the dark web and it's all things that you do not want to be involved in so was it that I don't I, I think that's what I'm getting at I think that's what it was um, I might need to rewatch that though uh, there were a couple of points where, especially at the beginning, where there were, like, Facebook messages being shown. And, I mean, this might be my eyesight. I couldn't really read them because <laughs> the, the text was too small. And, like, there were some parts where it was, like, important information. I was just like, I can't read that. But I don't know if that's me or the film's fault. Because, <laughs> again, I don't have the best eyesight in the world. I don't know. I guess the only... That's probably one of the only uh, negative things I've got against it. And then also, like I said, it's a bit slower. It takes a bit longer to kind of get into things. Whereas with the first one, it was a bit quicker. But then again, it this, it can't really be too much of a criticism because it works for what this film is. It's very different from what the previous film was. 
because again the previous film was paranormal this is more hackers and you know organization you know dark web organization going against innocent people so it's a bit different really but yeah i really enjoyed that actually and yeah, as i said i enjoyed it a lot more than the previous one which still even with the, the previous one though i did enjoy the the first unfriended yeah i'd say definitely check this out if you're into horror films and this kind of thing the you know only if you're you know into this kind of thing then i'd say go check it out because i actually quite enjoyed this okay i'm gonna get on to trailer talk three months ago i was cutting grass in my front yard and the mailman shows up with a letter from the army now i'm here so this trailer i watched um it was shown before unfriended 2 and actually i didn't realize this trailer was out this is for a film called overlord now if you don't know what this is this is another one of those oh it, it wasn't a cloverfield film but now it's going to be um kind of thing we know how this is going to go by now and the last i heard of this was back in oh god when was it may or march either may or march where it was like oh it's finished filming oh no it was right before cloverfield paradox came out and they said oh we finished filming the next cloverfield film which is called overlord and that was the last i've heard of it so whenever cloverfield paradox came out when was the super bowl whenever that was that was the last bit of news i heard about this and then they just showed the trailer when i went to the cinema i was like oh okay then i mean i didn't recognize it at first because you see a whole load of like planes and stuff um flying over and then you see a bunch of soldiers like land on the ground and i was like what is going on what is this and then they managed to find like they go into this i think it was one of the nazi camps and i was like i think i know what this is actually i think i know what this is so if you don't the idea is that i think it's set during world war ii basically a group of soldiers discover that the nazis are making these other camps and doing experiments on people it basically sounds like wolfenstein the games <laughs> this is basically what it sounds like they didn't show too much in this trailer actually but it looks like a lot of fun it looks very a lot more action-packed than horror and it looks like one of those yeah it just looks like a more of a, an action film than a horror film it looks quite interesting though but again they didn't show too much with this i'm interested to know how they're going to try and you know force the cloverfield name into it because again we know by this point the cloverfield films aren't really cloverfield films apart from the first one there were other films that were going to do crap and then jj abrams bought it and said yeah let's slap that name onto it so i'm interested to know how they're going to try and fit this in, in you know fit it into the whole cloverfield universe taking that away it does actually look like it could be fun because it seems to be slightly light-hearted in its tone i don't know when this comes out it just said coming soon and that was it so i can't really say too much on that yeah that's kind of all i have to say on overlord really but that was unfriended the dark web if you have any film suggestions for me or any films that you think i should just look at on in general please let me know i'm very tired apparently <laughs> i have a twitter which is at zkittypodcast 
I also have a website which is zombiekittypodcast.wordpress.com and I have an email which is zombiekitty182 at gmail.com and I'm also on SoundCloud and iTunes. But thank you all for listening and I will see you all soon. Bye!